0: Welcome back to the Water Boys Podcast. This is episode 16 already. Today we have a very special guest from Holland College football program. His name is Steven Sears Jr., and actually he's not a part of Holland College anymore because he just got a scholarship to go to St. of X, which is jumping up a league going to the AUS to play football instead of the ACAA. So congratulations to him. We'll have that interview later though. First though, we're going to talk about basketball,
1: the NBA. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. That's where you're going to start this? That's where I'm going to start it because you want to know why? Bulls are doing better than Toronto this year. Because I'm going to agree with Shaq that they're going to get swept in the first round.
0: Who? Toronto? Toronto? Toronto. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, Shaq's comments, I I think they uh, got misunderstood. Um, Well, not misunderstood, but he just messed up. uh, Because they're not getting swept. And you know what? I have the wraps pulling it out in seven in that series against the Philadelphia 76ers. There's not a player in this playoffs in these playoffs sorry, that is underneath more pressure than James Harden this year.
1: You know, I talk about it a lot on this show, but heat, heat is underrated in professional you sports. You
0: always refer to and
1: heat. 76ers got it. 76ers are on a little, little heat here. What do you They're mean? turning on the stovetop.
0: Toronto's won the series or season series 3-1 against them and each game they don't have a player that can guard Siakam. Siakam put up 37, 11 and 10 on them last time he played them. So how are you going to defend Siakam?
1: Who's doing better right now though? Who's right, doing now? Better? right now? Right
0: now? 76 or no. No, 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 they are because the Raptors have the best record in the NBA in the last month.
1: Okay, the last month. But the last two weeks, you know, we've the headed last, right into this thing. Yeah, headed the right
0: Raptors. They have uh, the best record in the NBA. basics
1: has been playing so much better on offense. So much better. I don't know
0: what basketball you're watching. Like, I don't know what basketball <laughs> you even consider to watch because... Your points make no sense considering James Harden is literally not performing like James Harden. The only person they have actually scoring and congratulations to him on winning the scoring title by the way is Joel Embiid. Now, you can't tell me that Nick Nurse, who is wanted by the Lakers and we'll get to that later, is not going to know how to like make Embiid out of the take out take Embiid out of the game.
1: Yeah. Toronto just they don't have it.
2: They don't have
0: it. I don't. You know what? The easiest way I can say this for you is Toronto is going to shock a lot of people. And it's okay. comes down to coaching. They're very well coached. Nick Nurse, like we said, wanted by the Lakers. And you can understand why. If you just watch two games, you can understand why he's wanted by the Lakers. He has this team that no one even thought was going to make the playoffs with a thirty or 48-34 and 34 record. Going in as the fifth seed in the playoffs, and even better than your Chicago Bulls, who started out the season top of the East. And we'll get to them right now.
1: They fell a little bit. They got a scraped knee. (laughs) But DeMar DeRozan, heating up, buddy. Heating up. There it is again. There it is again. Tied for first. Heating up. For his best game in points.
0: You know what? I'm just going to let you enjoy this because. Your Bulls are gonna be up first round to the defending champs of the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee's looking like a very, very good title contender again, um, and I just I can't see your Bulls even
1: getting to Game Six. That's a lot of pressure on Milwaukee there, and Bulls. Guess what, Justin? What about them? they got that heat?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's all you got. That's that's your that's your one word.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's like my staples button, easy. <laughs> but I'll tell you what though, switching topics here to the West, Lakers head coach should not have gotten fired.
0: Frank Vogel, no, no. After He's three- their best coach since like 2011. So he he was there for three seasons. Um, 19 mm. months ago, he actually won an NBA championship. Hard to believe after you know what a season they had. Now. I don't think that what has happened is, like, yes, some of it you can put on the head coach. But what he's had to deal with, I don't think this is all on him. Because he's dealing with injured players coming in and out of the lineup. Their lineup doesn't play each game because they're so old that it's just, you know, they can't play 82 games a year. And... That's one thing. Then you got the rumors that I heard from uh, Stephen A. Smith on TS, or well, sorry, ESPN uh, of the fact he's not even allowed to coach the team the way he wants to. He's being oh. told by the front office to play these players, to run this the way he, they want him to run it. So it's not even like he's getting
1: the coach. He doesn't get the command seat. And no. the team chemistry that he's dealing with alone is just atrocious. Like, name two players on that team who connect well. I bet you can't. Because they just A D and LeBron, that's it. <sighs> compared to some of the people A D have played with has played with, compared to some of the people LeBron has played with, yeah. Barely any chemistry there. I would agree. Yeah. Like Dwayne and that's like you need and on the
0: court. Chris Bosch was even better in terms of chemistry I think with LeBron James. But I do think that this is a big factor and why Frank Vogel was fired? Well, let's look at it. Who are you gonna scapegoat in LA? You scapegoated Russ all season long. Yeah. You can't move that contract because that's forty-seven million, and if you do, you're not getting anything back in return for it. Now, are you gonna scapegoat uh, Rob Polinka, the GM? No. Or are you gonna scape Joe or scapegoat LeBron James? Because he's the one who ex- made, wanted all these trades done. No. The only person that you're going to scapegoat is who they fired, Frank Vogel. Yeah. So no reason, like in my opinion, there's no reason that he should have been fired because I don't think it's his fault. And I guarantee you within he might take next season off. Um, he might have a home in Sacramento too. With well, Kings. he might, but he might take next season off and then reevaluate and go. But he'll be yeah. coaching again in the league. Oh, he's yeah. definitely proven, and he's an NBA champion now. Put that on his resume. I just this is not a good situation. Yeah. And, and if, I, bet you, I, I was gonna say, I bet you he's sleeping better tonight. Yeah, he's yeah. sleeping a lot better yeah. instead of dealing with that team twenty-four-seven. And, yeah,
1: and if not as a head coach next season, an assistant coach for sure somewhere.
0: Oh yeah, right. and his defensive schemes—he's always been known as a defensive coach, and just couldn't be able to, wasn't able to do that this year because like. You're dealing with players like LeBron and stuff like that who, they don't want to play the defensive schemes. They want to just you know yeah. sit back and don't care about the regular season. Just want to play the basketball games in May, June, or April, May and June. Yeah. But in order to get to play those games, you gotta you gotta play the regular season.
1: Speaking of schemes and postseason, yeah, this playing around, Justin, I hate it.
0: I hate it too. Like yeah. I said, twenty teams. 20 teams to make the playoffs, like a chance to make the playoffs. Sorry.
1: Just not interesting.
0: It's not it's not as interesting. Now, you're telling me 10 teams are the only teams that don't have a chance at making the playoffs in the NBA playoffs. That's pretty sad to begin with. But on top of that, these playing teams outside of Brooklyn and this is from I saw Charles Barkley yeah. last night. None of them have a chance of even winning a round if they make it in.
1: No. But, anyway, on the other side of winter sports, hockey, the goal race. Will Austin Matthews break a record?
0: Uh, hard to say. I. I, I he's think breaking the
1: 60 mark. Easy. He's, he's
0: breaking the 60 mark.
1: They've got ten games left, nine at the time this episode releases. Yeah. One against the Sens, and that's a hat trick waiting to happen right there for Austin Matthews.
0: Yeah, uh, my personal opinion, I know that I said Chris Kreider was going to win the Rocket, but obviously Chris Kreider is like second, I think. So, you know, my prediction wasn't too far off, but he's now 10 goals off the pace of Austin Matthews. Yeah. Austin Matthews has just outshined everyone this year, and that shot is just incredible. He can get it off from anywhere, and the quickness of it, it's like no other. Now, my personal opinion Ten games left. I think he's getting seven more.
1: Seven? you think he's getting to sixty-five? I think
0: he's getting to sixty-five, and he's going to tie Ovi's record. Okay. For most, his
1: most goals in his
0: career. I'm
2: saying he's
1: beating it. He's got a hot season. That suspension, what a month now ago. Yeah. So what did you, not slow him so
0: down. So what? At you, all. So what do you got? You got ten games left. You got one game versus Ottawa. You're saying a hat trick there. Yeah. Then you're saying.
1: Got another game against the Capitals. That's going to be a tough one on him. Then you're he, saying, he'll probably throw up an apple there.
0: You're saying how yeah. many? You're saying Goal at least five goals in nine <laughs> games, in the last nine games, yeah. if he gets a hat trick against the Senators. You're saying like seven.
1: Here. I'm saying eight. I'll, I'll one-up it. Like, prices so is right. Saying, so, you're saying,
0: <laughs> yeah. so you're saying 66 by the end of the year?
1: 66,
0: beating it by one. Wow. Yeah. I... I I can see it happening. I just I'm gonna predict 65. Yeah. Uh, he is just incredible though at it. Like he oh. it's scoring goals. Like, but like I said, like I said, fans, like I said, enjoy it while it lasts because it only lasts in the regular season, and then in the postseason, it all goes to shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It uh. Can go downhill quick for Toronto. Oh, it
0: has, it has, hasn't it, for the past, like, yeah. how many years? Yeah. Uh, since 1960-something? I don't know. But Justin, we year can't year. talk.
1: We can't talk. Our teams are eliminated from it. Montreal and Chicago both got the can, uh, what's okay. three days ago? Yeah. At
0: least my team's made the Stanley Cup final and actually won a first-round playoff game or series and didn't blow a 3-1 lead to us last year.
1: And when was your last Stanley Cup?
0: Uh, 1993.
1: Oh, and see, I was in high school when our last Stanley help was won in Chicago. So, and that argument is settled, folks. <laughs> because you haven't won one in the new millennium.
0: That is true. Yep. That is true. But you know what? No Canadian team has won one. So, I it, it doesn't matter. Nah, At yeah. least we're the most...
1: Well, You're not, the most recent Canadian team. I think we are. Yeah. You are. I don't really know. Except Clinton was in office. So... <laughs> Baseball, just this new system behind home plate. I hate it. The radio system. You Stupid. have no
0: idea what it is to
1: you. No, oh, I know it's some telecommunication system. But okay. What was wrong with the radio signals? Do you
0: want me to explain it to the fans in case they don't know? Why don't
1: you explain it to the fans? Okay. In case they don't know.
0: So the pitchers and the catchers have now. The MLB is trying a new uh, communication device, basically. And what it is doing is allowing the catchers to talk to the pitchers through a microphone um, that's inside the caps of the pitchers, and it's uh, actually attached to the knee of the catchers. So they'll press a button or something like that, and it will then speak to the pitchers. So what it is meant to do is it is supposed to take away steel signing, which is a big sign stealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I screwed that up. Hey, so, you come
1: at me and I'm coming at you.
0: Yeah. So, sign stealing, they're supposed to take that away, which is actually a big problem in baseball. We've known about this since baseball's ever existed. I love it. You would So, you think 2017, the Astros, like, World Series win should, like, you know, never have been oh. even questioned? They outsmarted them. They outsmarted them by what? Cheating?
1: Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I love it, man. No? Outsmart an opponent like that. Like, here's my favorite example of outsmarting an opponent in sports. Favorite example of outsmarting an opponent in sports is in a golf tournament back in like 1997, I wanna say, back when they still were like the knit polos. Anyway, a player got on his knees, put a towel on the ground, got on his knees on the ground. That's an artificial surface, and his opponent called him out on it and said that's two-stroke penalty, and his opponent won. Anyway, my, that's my favorite example. Okay, but it's not cheating. cheating. It's not cheating. You're just outsmarting the opponent.
0: No. Like, I'm all for use everything to your advantage and try to get the most out of it. But there's a fine line between... That's why you have your
1: second baseman leaning a little bit, just going, Hey!
0: There's a fine line between You got a saber coming. (laughs) There's a fine line between cheating and going and getting and using everything to your advantage. There's a fine line. And when you cheat... I have no respect for you.
1: Cheaters always win.
0: And you know what? I know what my dad's going to say. He's going to look at this and he's going to say, the Pat- the Patriots cheated. No, no they didn't. Yeah, that,
1: that is a happen. fair point. What about the flight game, Justin?
0: That's what not, about the film practices? That's not. That's not. None How of is that true. not? They're, none of that's true. How is that not? Because, you know what? They couldn't they, prove it. Okay. Tom Brady phones that I'll were give you the
1: smashed and everything. I'll give you, I'll give you the Deflate game because that is scientific fact. When you take pressurized footballs in the cold weather they'll shrink. Right? Yes. That's scientific fact. But smashing your cell phone doesn't happen by Mother Nature and air pressure. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> it does. We don't no know. No innocent person has know. ever taken their cell phone and smashed it or covered up evidence.
0: You never know. I don't know. I just know they didn't cheat, but sign-stealing, that's cheating. <laughs> I, can, I can sit, as a Patriots fan, I can sit here all day and deny everything that you've said. Hey, I have
1: may, may have taken the less moral route on sign-stealing, but you took the way back and forth on cheating in general. Yeah. You're, you yeah. love your Patriots, but you're going against the Astros. All right,
0: so we have gone a little bit off topic here, but I think it's been a good conversation. Now to get back to what we were originally supposed to talk about was baseball. The Jays started their season out uh, with a series against uh, the Texas Rangers. Sorry, and a little you know hot,
1: a little speed bump at the end,
0: but hot. Well, no, no, because I was honestly, I was watching the game.
1: Yeah.
0: And when they went down seven nothing after like the second inning in the first game of oh, the season. Yeah. I a lot was of baseball like, fans. Uh, that game off. I didn't turn it off, but That's a I was
1: football score. I man. was
0: just like this, yeah. this no, no. Anyway, that lineup proved to us why they're so powerful. They came back and scored ten or uh, nine, eight, nine unanswered runs, and won the game ten yeah. eight. And then they went on Saturday and beat them again. Now they did choke Sunday, but good start to the season for the Blue Jays. Now, what has hurt them? Uh, so far, and hopefully they get it figured out, is what everyone thought was going to be their strongest suit, which is pitching. Yeah. And uh, they their pitchers seem to be getting jams on Friday and Sunday. And, uh, well, Friday they got out of the jam and got, got the win. But, but. It,
1: it's modern baseball. You don't need one strong picture, pitcher as much as you did even ten years ago. You have four solid ones. You got the game in the back.
0: Yeah, like, if you have your if your bullpen strong. Yeah. Yeah, but, but then again, you can't really use your bullpen that much because the more you use them, the more you can't use them the next day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, it just becomes a fine line between you, you need your starting pitcher to go at least four innings. Yeah. At least four.
1: But a, any solid pitcher in the MLB can do that. And I don't think Toronto needs to worry about pitching that much.
2: I want to go it's, against Blue Jays here.
0: So... Your Cubs, they started out pretty hot this year. Well, not pretty hot. We're still like only three games into the yeah. season. But they did win their first series, so that's yeah. a big positive considering you know they sold all their team or all their good players last year. And
1: our pitcher already caught a three game suspension for hitting a <laughs> batter. But, you know, Andrew McCutcheon, he's uh, tougher than the Woodpecker Lips, so. You know, props out to him for taking that one. Uh, Hope he's doing well. Hope that bruise heals up. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, lost the pitcher in the first three games of the season. But, at least Cookie Monster sang the seventh (laughs) inning stretch. That was awesome. But there's the Cubs news.
0: What a Chicago (laughs) fan. You know, just way to induce your team, your city.
1: Three games into the year.
0: Fire your team up. They were supposed to not even win a game, like. You know, I would not expect them. Gonna I are going to win a game in a baseball season. I know, but I would expect them to go, like, probably, like, 60 and 100, maybe. 60, 60 and 102. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't expect them to win a lot of games. As long
1: as, like, we keep our neck above water, there's always a next year. But Rizzo is gone. Well, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. yeah. Jinx.
0: Now, you got the Padres. Yeah. Who surprisingly started their season out three and one.
1: And shout out to Waterboy Superfan Chris Cool from Newfoundland. <laughs> Your Padres are
0: doing well, so congratulations. You know what? They're not as good as my Blue Jays, but I'll yeah. give you that they're half decent. Not as uh, good as
1: the Chicago Cubs either. Mm-hmm. But
0: we know he's joking,
1: but we know that <laughs> I'm not. <joking. laughs>
0: without Tatis, yeah, so without Tatis too. This is he's going to be good. gone
1: basically all year. It seems like.
0: Well, yeah, for most of the gone season until the all At least. I would say. I think that's what the reports are until the All-Star break. Yeah. So that's a We're going to have
1: green grass when Tatis is back.
0: <laughs> that's a big chunk of their season right there. Yeah. And for them to start at 3-1? and one, Big chunk of their roster, big
1: chunk of their season. It's a yeah. good
0: start for them. Now... Congratulations to them. Speaking about congratulations, Grant, we have a big congratulations to go out to the Masters Champion 2022 Scotty Scheffler. He was... Just outstanding all weekend up until the 18th hole on round number four where he showed us he was actually human uh where he was up five going in after Rory McIlroy which doesn't do anything for the first three rounds and then plays absolutely out of his mind for the last yeah. round didn't even
1: see him on the leader boys in like the first day did we oh you, you know? didn't
0: see him till midway through the fourth yeah. round but anyway back to Scheffler He got up to the 18th hole, played an outstanding fourth round, and then missed back-to-back putts. (laughs) He couldn't even believe it himself. It was crazy to watch. Put his hand
1: over his mouth like some opera victim.
0: I watched. (laughs) It was just, it was like, oh my god, imagine if he misses another three putts. (laughs) It would have been Crazy. But other than that, it was actually a fun weekend. Uh, this is honestly the first time i ever watched the Masters, and I have to say I was very well entertained the whole weekend.
1: Um, and speaking of entertainment, folks, just stick around on Waterboy's podcast page on Instagram because we're going to put a supercut of Justin St. Scheffler about 15 times. It's hilarious. Yeah, anyway, thanks. speaking of an entertainment weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it was pretty entertaining, and I, I honestly can see myself maybe playing golf for the first time and watching more golf tournaments.
1: Uh, I'll teach you how to slice it into the woods. So...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Before we turn it to our guest, Stephen, we have one tragic news event that we would like to share. Uh, We know that everyone watching this has probably already seen it, but we'd still like to share our condolences from the Waterboys podcast. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, the young quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Got struck by a car Sunday morning and was pronounced dead in Florida. He was only 24 years old and he was drafted in the first round from Washington out of Ohio State. We are very saddened by the news. We're back here for the interview part of Waterboys episode 16. We're here with Steven Sears Jr., part of Holland College football. Well, not anymore, but, you know, a little... Yeah. A little on to St. <laughs> <same> effects. <laughs> on, on to bigger things, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's just jump right into it. You uh, came off an unbelievable year uh, for yourself, and uh, you earned yourself a scholarship going to St. Yeah, Tell us about that.
2: Well, yeah, the year was great. Uh, it's my second year playing at Holland. Minus the COVID year. The COVID yep. year would have made me, but anyway, I can't say that word, right? But the second year <laughs> playing at Holland, and uh, we started at center that year, this year, and it was fun. Uh, I knew I had to put my best foot forward because it's my last year, yeah. So, did that, got some good tapes, sent it out to schools, uh, some schools saw it. Santa FX reached out to me. Katie reached out. St. Mary's reached out. Still undecided. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 I've gotten scholarship all the yeah. I right? really appreciate it. Yeah. Go
0: ahead. Oh, no. It's just... How does that feel? Like, coming off from ACAA to... Now you have the chance to go and play in the U.S.
2: Yeah. It, it feels good. Like, they noticed me. Like, they think I could... With the big boys in the big league, you know, coming from the Bahamas, I would have never thought, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just was kind of came to Hall in to play to see how it would go. Put my best foot forward, kid you not, but it's great to get this recognition and to see other schools taking an interest in me. It feels like a dream. I watch a lot of Last Chance You. Mm-hmm. It feels like okay. the, last <laughs> started, but, I mean, <laughs> the last chance you started. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I was excited to see. Can't pass the opportunity. Yeah. Now, NFL Network, a football
1: lifestyle. Let's take it back to the beginning. <laughs> you did not play tackle football until you came to Canada. So, you started football in 2017. Right. And it
2: was a flag league, right? Yeah, a flag. I got that flag league by the bomb was like, 2017. Was that? I probably was 19 at the yeah. time, yeah. So, yeah, I got into that my... One of my friends' brother, my best friend's brother, shout out to Trivett, But my best friend's <laughs> brother, um, he came back from playing college ball in the U.S.
1: Where did he play?
2: Ooh, Lincoln University, okay. Jefferson City, okay, Missouri. Okay. So he came back and then he got me into playing football. I never knew the game. Like I watched a lot of sports, but he said, like, "Oh, come play with me with this team." So they needed an O lineman, so he got the training from Coach Eddie. Shout out to Coach Eddie. Uh, <laughs> a lot of shout outs, dude. <laughs> he, he, got, he gave me the training, got my foot in the door, like actually playing it and learning yeah. the game. And the rest was history. Like, played two years there 2017, actually, three years, 2017, 2018, 2019, someone And then I came in August 2019 to PEI. Center is a very
1: cerebral position on the offensive line. And you started out at center. I started out to tackle the guard at center, worked my way in. Yeah. So what was the biggest learning curve for you
2: at center? The biggest, the hardest thing was snapping the ball and then... Making your block. Making the blocks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> doing all I felt like, shoot, everything relied on me. Like Doing that, it, I had to get adjusted to that. But, I mean, I was even reluctant to play center yeah. at all. Because I knew I had trouble Malcolm, but I just had to get the right... You know, okay. techniques and all that stuff. So I'd say the techniques of actually snapping the ball and getting into the blocks, like that—that that was probably the most challenging thing for me at first. Yeah. yeah. Were
1: Were you nervous at all going to that tackle position, not having that tempo down?
2: No. I cause with with no pressure being on me, yeah. I could just worry about doing my one job. Like I played guard my first year at all. Uh huh. So. Not worrying about snapping the ball, that gave me more focus on doing my job and making that one block. So, yeah. Last press at, at other positions rather than Santa, but.
0: Now, you come to Holland. How did they recruit you here? And how was that recruiting process? Or was it just basically a walk
2: on? Well, it was a walk on sports wise, but Holland College uh, does some recruitment in the uh, mm-hmm. Bahamas. Uh, Mike. Michael, I can't remember his but they came down to the Bahamas to do like a college seminar for all in college, and I attended with my dad and talked and learned about the school and all that stuff. Knew that was a football team and I wanted to play, so I emailed the coach at that time, mm-hmm. told them my interest in playing, and yeah. That's
0: and how like, you. That's how you got here. Just started started on a know little dream, <laughs> and then yeah. came and actually <laughs> now. I want to talk about what's the biggest difference you find when you first came to playbook like is that it was it more complex when you got here and at playing at the collegiate level
2: yeah because like everything was basically new to me so learning the playbook with me I'm a visual and hands on learner once I do something I can pick it up with mm-hmm. repetition but yeah it just took a lot of reps to really get it down to it and learning it and you have to study but I mean, some nights I didn't study the playbook at first, but if I want, I know if I wanted to play, I had to know the playbook. So it was hard, but just keep doing it over and over. I finally got it. Not gonna lie, my first season, like halfway through, the first two games, I was still lost on a few plays, (laughs) and it showed on film. Yeah. But after like the third game on. it's like clockwork yeah those are always the toughest day in the film room where yeah you just
1: see it on the rewind just like laser point I'm like who's this number 60 here <laughs> right, everyone's going this way i'm going yeah. right. it, it, it happened before So like, i thought right. it was jet sweep right <laughs> coach i'm sorry uh, yeah yeah so did you play 11 man in the bahamas or was it like a 6-8 man back there
2: I, I think it was three O line and what about, uh so kind of like, like six, a little, six or seven, yeah. something like that. Yeah, kind of like an yeah. arena league almost yeah. mm-hmm. So that's another
1: transition for you. You got the playbook, you got the tackle style, you got mm-hmm. moving the guard up here, and then you got
2: five more guys on the field on the other side. How was that for you? Yeah, I mean, the terminology and all that stuff, Like, it, yeah. it, it was a conscious shock for me because I had to learn everything. I knew the game, but I didn't know the exact terminology. So mm-hmm. if the coach told, me, told the, my Michael Someone block or like stuff like that. Certain calls they were called. I wouldn't, I didn't know at first. So yeah. I wasn't used to it, but yeah, I had to get adjusted. I had to learn it and picked it up. Picked it up and I understand it now. So, but every system is different. So like I had spoke to a couple of coaches, but like every school is different. But it's just a learning factor. Everybody would really love to learn, but it is what it is.
0: Now, coming to Holland College, you, you have a bigger team as well, I'm guessing, than the Bahamas, so how's just your teammates been, like, ever since you came to Holland College? Oh, yeah,
2: uh, teammates Teammates were great. My first year, we had more people, and then mm-hmm. more people from the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. We had we actually had some teammates on the team, and so that helped me a lot, but... I'm a people person. I could chat with anyone, yeah. and everyone was cool with me. I, I'm, I'm not a troublemaker, so everyone pretty much was chill. Uh, we had a lot of guys from Toronto: uh, Justice, Uriah, Deshawn, all those guys. They were they were down the earth with me. Everyone, it was fun. Not gonna lie, mm-hmm. the teammates. Everyone gelled.
0: So like, every so it was like kind of a welcoming thing. No one you didn't feel like you were like out or anything like that. You no. just felt welcome right from the get go.
2: Yeah. From the get go and then like if you athletes who put in the work, like I feel as though they would know I could notice how the athletes yeah. do, look like they're gonna be good at something. Mm-hmm. And I think they saw that in me and they helped me throughout it. Like if I would mess up yeah, some people would get on me, AJ Fields, <laughs> but it wouldn't be like rough get like rough talking. It would be rough, yeah. but it'd be like you, you need to do better. It's just had a rough. He was just coaching. He, cozy just, he That's wants cozy, you. To, yeah. He
0: wants you to be the best. I, you can know, I was fine with that. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Come, love it. Love it.
1: Did you have any competition to that starting position?
2: Yeah, Ooh, we had a stocked O line at first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like guys were returning Griffin. Uh, we had Rita. Uh, we had Magnum but all these guys, they were coming by. What helped me kind of is injuries, too. Some <laughs> some of those guys got injured, so I was able to slip right in there. Yeah. And I he stopped. took the opportunity. It's hard yeah. to see your <laughs> teammates go down, but when yeah, you need to put, the, put on the helmet and strap mm-hmm. up the buckle. Basically, Tom Brady. It was so, like, the yeah. O-line was so stopped, I played D-line my first two games. Really? did a whole training camp for O-line. <laughs> oh, game the, time. Hey, we need you to play. No tackle. tackle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say like, okay. But I honestly didn't know what I was doing. As yeah.
0: long as you were playing, basically. Yeah,
2: so. <laughs> that's I that's I guess
1: what, you what the key had, was. Did you have any moves on the D-line? You rip out a swim move in your The first game,
2: no. But the second game, since I knew it might have happened again. <laughs> I watched, yeah. I watched some tape and <laughs> some guys. Right? I had a little bit more moves. Got a couple... I got a tackle for loss. No socks, though, but... Yeah. Did
1: you watch any professionals or just yeah. your competition? No. Uh, what
2: did you watch? I watched tape and then I watched uh, some highlights. like uh, Aaron Donald, of course. Obviously. And then... Uh, some other guys, but yeah. yeah. Did you work Aaron Donald's knife
1: drill? You know where he's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I would <haven't laughs> that over that. It's trying to stay low and get
0: So playing D line, did that help you at all when you went back to O line? Like you know, you you kind of like knew what you were doing. As the defensive player to try and get through the O-line, so you were looking for that maybe on the O-line to stop them?
2: Yeah, was, I guess my teammates, yeah, I guess I know, knew their defensive yeah. laws. <laughs> but, yeah, it gave me, gave me an understanding of what they're thinking Yeah. compared to what O-linemen. Yeah.
0: Now, what position on the field for an O-lineman do you prefer? I'd say center. Center? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm not, comfortable not with that. Not the there. big uh, blindside guy?
2: Taco. I love tackles. Hey, tacos That's where
0: the money's at.
2: Yeah, that's where the money's at. They they got a lot of pressure on that on and just They gotta protect the quarterback. <laughs> and you can't forget the
1: fun of being a point guard and then oh. just seeing that ear hole when you bust through that center. Oh, I love pulling.
2: Oh man. Th- thankfully my coach added a lot of pulling at the center of this year. <laughs> Pulling yeah, at the center? yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. That's, that's evolutionary. That, is
0: that what you think? Like, brought your game to the next level? You were able to show your mobility and get outside.
1: Yeah,
2: because I, I played basketball in high school, so kind of I'm a big guy, but I'm kind of quick on my feet. Mm-hmm. So all I'm pulling like, it came kind of natural to me, like on the court, crossing, you know, pulling out. <laughs> so that was fun. I I love that's probably the best part. Okay, what position in basketball? I played like four, five. Malcolm Reed. We, we don't have like <laughs> shooting guard. We don't have <laughs> super tall athletes. We have some, but then most schools. I was in a smaller school, so I was playing the big man kind of. Okay. I could stretch a little bit. It's you stretch bit. five. It's just a tiny bit. I hit one, three, in a in a national tournament. <laughs> I shot one three, so I have a hundred <laughs> 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 field goal percentage in the Bahamas. <laughs> There's a medal for that somewhere.
0: <laughs> we'll get it to. <laughs> so, I want to go to coaching. I know that your first year, you had uh, Steve Lettner as your head coach. And then this year, you had, well, your past year, not the COVID year, uh, you had Aaron McIsaac. Yeah. Now. How hard is it going from two different coaches in two years, like coaching styles? What, How big of a difference was that, or was it similar?
2: Well, um, I mean, it, it was different coaching styles, but it was like starting over every time because of the break in between, mm-hmm. because I came here starting fresh, and then that break in between. It was like almost like starting over because we was out of football for so yeah. yeah, but I mean, both were... Great coaches both helped me along, uh, and they continue to help me along. Uh, Steve now, he pushed me even more hard. Yeah. Uh, I still got the job done, and Coach my is okay, love him. And he's kind of not as hard as Steve Netner, but he's still hard on you, and he still expects you to get the job done. Now,
0: do you like, which one did you prefer? Did you prefer the... Not as hard, or did you prefer
2: the hard love type? I could take a little bit of both. You, know? <laughs> you could come at me yarn on one day, give me a little rest the other day. <laughs> <laughs> you got off the basketball of world.
1: <laughs> Speaking of rest, obviously the COVID year. Now, besides conditioning, what was the hardest thing
2: going back to football after that year off? Ah, uh, just getting the chemistry with teammates, basically, like. Uh, yeah, everyone had a year off. Some people that had access to every gym, at their house, or they built gyms. Yeah. Me and my brother-in-law, we over time, over the, the whatever, we continued to build the gym. So we started with a bench and a bar. We had blocks at first. Yeah. Because I was home, I was back home in the Bahamas in 2024. So okay. yeah. yeah. So we started with blocks, and we got weights. And all that stuff. So we had a little training regimen. We had to pull up bar with the yard. So
0: and how mu- How big did it get to?
2: Like how much uh, weight did you get on? Oh, uh, I got. Remember, I think we ended up with about two plates and and uh, a ten. You can still so, do a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was. I had to work towards it. It fell off a bit lifting weights wise, and mm-hmm. but I played basketball. I had a, I had to put back up a rim in okay. my backyard because I had it when I was smaller, but it was like eight feet. So when I got taller, we was dunking on it, dunking on and it, broke down. So you ripped um, the rim down. When, oh, it I wish it was down. me, but one of my friends did the final nail in the coffin. But I, me and my dad and my brother in law put it back up in twenty twenty summer. So I was able to, you know, I'm kind for a good still stay, be active. still be active, yeah. yeah.
0: And did that help when you came back
2: and or was it basically like oh shit like I'm out of shape like I was out of shape I thought I was active but I wasn't as active as I needed to be but I had to get back in, into the shape How <laughs> long did you find that took? Uh like a month A month? Cause I was here I came back 2021 20, January mm-hmm. and the season didn't start till August so I had enough time to prepare but mm-hmm. Like a couple of months for sure. <laughs> Did okay. you find your teammates were in the same boat or some, some were just some of them. Coming back Hulk style. Some of them came back old style. <laughs> like it's the, like a fifty fifty like yeah. uh Duncan, um you know, Newson, all these mates. I didn't know him but I, I saw the post um <laughs> yeah. uh, some uh Ratchkin, uh Hayden. Uh, Hayden came back Jack, um who else? Logan. Yeah, a lot of guys were putting in that work, like mm-hmm. that massive work. Yeah. No that game by master. And... No, we had a
1: former one of your teammates on. Well, well now yeah. former that you've. That's still my teammate. you you left us here on PS. Yeah. No, teammates. no, <laughs> yeah. Well, we had Christian Drew on yeah. running back for you, and I don't want to call you a running team. You do everything well, yeah. but. Yeah. You know, you do the run very well and you've had some big gains this year. How is that as an offensive lineman to say? Oh,
2: yeah, running I love the running game. That's the best <clears throat> most fun for all linemen. <laughs> all that everything what's involved in that, that's the best part. Kristen, yeah, Kristen is my boy. Like going into the training camp I watched everyone, watched all the running backs. Everyone was putting in their work. We have the elusive guy Brandon. I know younger guys, but I know Christian would have been that workhorse because you could see it in him. I told Christian from the start, even though he wasn't, there was, wasn't sticking with him in the lineup the first couple of games. I said, Christian, I got you if you got me. (laughs) He could tell you this. So, and once we started clicking as a unit, couldn't be stopped. Well, we were stopped, but for the most part, we couldn't be stopped. And, Yeah. It's just your, like
0: your chemistry on pulls Yeah. When you're blocking him, yeah. like how was that? Like, did you know what his moves were gonna be, or like?
2: Yeah, I know he he fights for every yard, so I don't have to. Don't stop, just keep going. Just and keep going. Give him that gap. He just needed a little gap, and he could get some more yards, so break just it free. Yeah. yeah, But yeah, it was fun. Fun. I love the running game. Cool. Now,
0: he said something about. Uh, being in the gym every day and uh, he he wishes that the coach was there every day of the off season because everyone would be in the gym right now are you one of the people that's in the gym when he's not there or are you one of the people that's in the gym trying to show off for the coach <laughs> when he's there
2: I, I'd be in the gym when the coach is not there for sure but uh, not as much <laughs> as Christian though I work a lot now okay It's school like it's my last yeah, I yeah, wanted for to make sure leisure, everything was good to go, but uh, and I work uh, at Home Depot outside yeah. too, so this last couple of months didn't mm-hmm. times didn't line up. Mm-hmm. But uh, I graduate school is done April 22nd, so for sure, gonna be back in that, but not as much as Christian. But I was there with the team with the boys when I was at the time, yeah. yeah Christian actually when he was
1: on the episode, gave us the golden quote mm-hmm. that yeah. if you're gonna piss like a puppy, you can't run with the big dogs. <laughs> <laughs> do you find that rings <laughs> true for Holly College or Christian DeRue? Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I do to think about that. Yeah, he, he's basically saying, you know, just like, you gotta work hard to yeah, 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 yeah. You know, run with the best of them.
2: For sure. Yeah, You, yeah. you have to put in that work everywhere yeah. you go. like Even mm-hmm. with, I know, I still have a lot of work to do. and. It's going to be a great summer. Yeah. Let's just know that. Yeah, let's
0: let's advance to this. Like, You're going from ACAA to AUS. AUS. Now, that's a big jump from competition or play of competition. Uh, If you're going to X, what what do you think you have to do to get to even play? Like, start Um, for them?
2: Yeah, um... I for sure have to be in the weight room, get my strength up and all that stuff, just uh, stay active mm-hmm. and um, just be ready to go when training camp starts because I know that's like the most important thing they're looking at, who's coming in and who's putting in the work right away. Yeah. Uh, nothing is guaranteed. If I put in the work, I know I have startup potential in that league. And I don't want to go anywhere to sit down. Not do not not to dress or anything. So yeah. just yeah, weight room for sure. Heavy, heavy on the weight room because guys, there. It's an all-around thing for them in the weight room, like talking to the coaches in different schools. They program it in there. Yeah, <laughs> we don't do we do it here. We try to do it here, but it's not strict they they strict on yeah. it. As,
0: yeah, as as an Aus program would be like now. Another thing I want to just bring up is, as an O-lineman, are you looking to put on more weight and build up more muscle, or are you looking to lose some weight, or are you comfortable where you're at?
2: Like, lose fat and get more muscle. I, I'm not like 280 now. I probably want to stay there. Yeah,
0: for an O-lineman, that's like yeah. perfect.
2: Like, I'm a bit especially on the, the shorter kid. side. I'm 6'1". I'm not short, but... Yeah. some of these giants oh yeah but yeah you're gonna be playing against guys that are like 6'5 6'6 280 I'm 280 now Just got a lot more muscle, my mm-hmm. suit try to stay around that same weight yeah and, for sure and that height can help you on the field I mean it's all about
1: pad height obviously yeah. and pad level so you know being shorter might stay actually forward. help you it it might help, help you st- use that to your
2: advantage it might help your quarterback too yeah I've yeah. <laughs> really yeah, yeah, yeah. just got to make strong with it too and get it all work out
1: yeah you are going to be like we said going up against bigger guys bigger competition and obviously weight room is the focus there what about on the field for you what do you think if you had to be self-critical
2: to work on technique for sure like staying low and pass blocking techniques Mm -hmm. because dudes would be coming with moves and stuff so just staying focused on the techniques of the position yeah and uh just letting my talents or the work on the rest. But once I have the fundamentals and the good techniques, I feel as though everything would work out. And then, like we talked about earlier, the playbook, just knowing what to do.
0: Yeah, studying that and getting ready for that. Now, do you expect to be playing center when you go to the bigger school, or do you expect to be to be willing to move to any position on the
2: yellow line? I definitely would be willing to move to any position because... I feel as though I could play center and guard really well and then some coaches even said I could probably play Docker but mm-hmm. I know anywhere anywhere they put me if I have that chance to start or play, I'll put my best foot forward yeah. at that position. Yeah,
0: you're taking yeah. the opportunity
2: around with them. I'm not gonna decline any position. I don't know if I'm not <laughs> playing guard, no. Yeah. Play anywhere, please. You you need to go back to the D line.
1: (laughs) Now that you got the swim move into that, the rip. Put me there, coach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now speaking of the move, you will be giving up a band. Behind, you say you got a band here. Oh, yeah. Um, You're a bit of a musician. Played in your church as a drummer, as a piano player, multi talented. Gonna pick up the bass here. We hear. Hopefully, yeah. Have. I yeah. Snacks sure. on the list. Yeah. So, how's uh, gonna transport all those
2: instruments? to Ganesh gonna be? I mean, I only have I only have a, a keyboard, a piano at home. I don't I don't have a drum set <laughs> personally. Thank God, that would be a lot to move. But yeah, just to just to be on, I have a case yeah. and everything. Stuck it somewhere in the wall. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of musicians here yeah, who I've grown to be cool with. A lot of the artists here? Even like uh oh uh Vince I played with Vince the messenger before uh, played with uh Charles Ruth and all of them before like a uh, show. But all of the, I'm gonna miss these guys again. I go hopefully I can find similar similar artists there. But even at my church, I play to uh, Lighthouse gospel is now in Charlottetown like we just have our keyboard player moved to uh, Montreal I think okay so we're down one I have to move from the drums to the keyboard <clears throat> so don't tell them but <laughs> in August we won't, won't up, tag the church they in the video they'll they have to find someone else to play but I mean yeah. it's fun like I love music
0: now, for people that don't know, what genre do you guys usually stick to?
2: Well, gospel. I play a lot of gospel. I don't... I grew up playing gospel, and that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. But uh, I could play, like, pop, R&B, soul. You know, I could... I played jazz before. I played a the jazz band back in really? for an event. So, I mean, I could adapt to anything. I'm... Like, like, I'm a musician, yeah. anything except like nice. Ross, like yeah. that pop bro. like Travis Barker. I'm not on this level yet, but <laughs> other music, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you find that
1: adaptability in music helps you in the adaptability in football between positions?
2: Oh yeah, like, yeah, hands on once I do something, yeah. once or twice, like, I'll be able to pick it up fairly easy. And just keep repeat repetition, repeating it. Yeah, I'll be able to adapt. Uh, I could. I've shown that I could adapt to uh, those positions and different instruments and stuff yeah. like that.
0: Now finishing up Holland in college, you got your award banquet there Wednesday night. Yes, I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> what are you wearing?
2: Oh, okay. I, I bought a like a dress, a chino dress pants, mm-hmm. blue navy like a royal blue I'm gonna go to the mall tomorrow, trying to find like a floral shirt I'm not wearing a suit but I want to stand out so I probably look like a white and blue floral shirt I saw something I liked probably where uh Morris I think it's that okay so if, if they tag me on Instagram you'll probably see it posted the on my Instagram right? more, <laughs> bye Steve <You laughs> I don't know that's not even my Instagram you could find me by Baja Steve, though. Ashley <laughs> like underscore 242. But, yeah. Dress. Something blue, something floral to pop out. Yeah. And, uh, I think I'm wearing some brown, like, nice formal dress shoes. Then I have a brown belt with a gold buckle. Now you're
0: big into fashion? You just, you were more
2: into fashion than I've been in fashion the past five years now. Justin's worn the same hoodie since episode (laughs) 10. Yeah. Yeah. I like to be, I like to look clean, I like colors and stuff Game day, what What are you wearing on game day? Oh, I have that swag on game day. I was the only one on the team with Jordan cleats. Jordan cleats? (laughs) I had Jordan tan cleats. Like, I loved them. Custom.
0: I'm guessing. No.
2: No? uh, no, they weren't custom. I got them on eBay, okay. but good old eBay. Check had them, but I waited too long and they missed out on my size, so I had to resort to eBay. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. I, I looked at like, every description <laughs> they had, looked at the user, but it came it came exactly how I wanted it. So, yeah. but yeah, so, Jordan please have to yeah. have the sleeve on platform, you know. My mom got. I didn't have a grill or nothing, but. I had a nice Jordan mode guard, you know. Are you getting a girl Jordan <laughs> If I could find a grid mode guard, I'd buy it and rock it. <laughs> <For> <laughs> well, sure. Okay, so
0: what? Are you wearing, like, a tracksuit to game day? Or are you wearing, like, a suit to game
2: day or I mean, formal clothes? No, I, I haven't done the formal clothes to game day. Yeah. Probably if I ever make it to the league. But I just wear the team gear, the, the tracksuit team yeah. gear. I don't want to be comfortable on the bus, I ain't trying to... There are some long bus rides and uh, <laughs> yeah. playing a hard college. Yeah, so just tracks and some kicks. Oh, I, I want my Crocs. Crocs, Crocs, okay. Crocs for the road. <laughs> Crocs for the road. So, going to the big school,
0: what do you think is going to be the biggest life adapter
2: for you? Biggest change, I should say, in your life? I would say, like, well... Moving to a different place. Because I only know PEI and the bombers, Nassau Bahamas. That was, sorry, before I go any further, was PEI your first place in Canada that you came
0: to? Or have you been well, to no, Canada before? I've,
2: I've visited uh, Halifax and Scotia. I have a lot of friends that go to school there. So mm-hmm. I came up on a trip before. You came to Holland yeah, College? And okay. then before I came to Holland, I... We went to Toronto, to uh, Ontario, Mississauga, we stayed. Did mm-hmm. I say that right? Mississauga. Yeah, Mississauga. Okay. Yeah. Toronto, we stayed there for a while, for a week, and then we came to BEI. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. So,
2: like I said, what's, you're saying moving is going to be the biggest hard, or hardest challenge for you? Yeah, because I'd say moving because I'm adapting to the new atmosphere. Um, St. FX, Antigonish isn't a big town. I've been there once before. The school is the town, so that shouldn't yes. be too bad. Yeah. It should be similar almost like PEI, maybe a little bit smaller, but like places like uh, you know, the other places, uh, Wolfville, like where Acadia, Acadia. is, I think it would be yeah. more of an adjustment. because it's a might be a bigger, I don't even know, I've never no,
0: been No, it's us, it's, a, it's a, both the sizes, and um, an ish. maybe maybe um, just a little bit bigger. Yeah, um, too. I'd say
1: State Effects has. A more yeah, prouder people. alumni base, though, too. And yeah, that's, that's yeah. big in sports. Yeah, St. X is
0: probably one. the biggest one in the U.S. in terms of football. Yeah, That's for sure. But,
2: yeah, uh, adopting to the people and to the culture and, that, and the new place, yeah. So like,
0: you've been yeah. playing football, tackle football, we'll say, for five years now. What, yeah, give or take, yeah. mm. what's been your best memory of tackle football? Has it been a bus ride where the team just bonded together? Has it been a play that just stuck out to your mind that you were just like, let's go! I just did this! Like, what's, what's been the best moment for you?
2: Uh, I'd say the game this year when we, like, ran the ball the whole game. Like, that was, like, amazing. Like, we talked about it. Um, didn't know it was gonna happen and it just was unfolding. Like literally every play just running and yeah. moving and running and running, moving and it really took a lot. <laughs> took a lot out of you out of me. We had a drive <laughs> in which we started from one goal line and we and I'm just going to do the next. If you go back to the film, <laughs> mid baby was like halfway through that series. I uh, I was making a block, right? And uh we got the yards, but I was, like, on the outside of the plane. The guy pulled me down, and I ended up on the floor. I wanted to stay on the floor. <laughs> yeah, he was, like... He was, like, oh, they, so comfortable that <laughs> way. They thought I was injured. I was just chilling, like, catching my breath. Like, Give me like, another so, one it was, nah. So, they was, like, oh, what's up? I said, I just wanted to relax. But got up and then <laughs> finished the next half of the drive. And saw the so, yeah, that was one of the most memorable things, like, yeah. Just faking the injury so you can get some rest <laughs> that's your favorite memory that's just, just long yeah. enough so I don't get kicked off the field and miss a few plays yeah <laughs> just to catch my breath go to concussion protocol just <laughs> because the grass
1: is comfy yeah that, so,
2: go. and then my first year it just came up the semi-final game my first year against Dalhousie mm-hmm. they had Dalhousie we beat them and we, it was a great game I'm gonna lie we were down it was back and forth, and we were down going into, like, mid fourth quarter, and we had him scoring, and we made it to the finals. Yeah. Unfortunately, I got injured that game, the last player, like, when we scored the touchdown, I, uh, sprained my ankle pretty bad, so I didn't play the championship game. Yeah.
0: Now, how hard was lost.
2: that on you? I was, so it was hard. Like, I never, I wanted to play, I couldn't play, and we ended up losing, too, so— I cried, not gonna lie, I cried when I lose. I'm a, I'm a I'm an emotional person like big games, especially if you lose. Yeah, you see me shedding some tears on the side, man, for sure. <laughs> Just, so,
0: before we let you go, I have one more thing to ask you here. Last week, we met you, well, I met you for the first time at basketball, yeah. and uh, I know you're not in journalism, but <laughs> But we have a couple interviews that will be going out with this podcast that you did last week. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you ever see yourself becoming a journalist if football doesn't work out the way you want it to?
2: Hey, uh, I don't know. Maybe. I, I love sports. Like I watch a lot of sports, and I love all the aspects of it. So I don't yeah. know. Maybe. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a talkative guy, so I, I might <laughs> have to take some tips from you. Yeah. And you know, too. <laughs> Could you
0: see yourself doing it or no?
2: Yeah, I can see myself doing it with a little training.
0: You just seemed relaxed last week. Like you'll see the clips here. Yeah, as we're watching this, but you know, yeah. you just seem you, relaxed. You're a budding journalist,
2: if I do say so myself. <laughs> I, I do. I do have some acting training. <laughs> you in. have some. Opt-in <laughs> I acted before in a few in a bareman Opera um And in like a, two bareman soap operas actually oh, okay. Wow. What could, are they called? Uh, one was Skippy's Kingdom, and the next one was Brogue Bosses. Brogue Bosses is the most recent one. Okay. I probably could find a clip and show y'all. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so that's probably where I, where I got the, the confidence from to yeah. interview you two guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we'll, uh,
1: we'll throw those in. If not, we'll link them down in the description below, yeah. those yeah. episodes there. And then
0: we'll w- set up these clips here. Yeah, and I was going to ask you, what... Are
2: you gonna be taking a Santa St. then? I'm gonna probably, bis- I'm doing business administration now. So when I go there, I probably have to specialize in something. Probably marketing mm-hmm. would be the way I'll, I'll go. Okay.
1: Well, don't be afraid to explore that artistic side, because between music, acting, journalism, and football, um, man, creative. You got a
2: lot of things on the go. Yeah, uh, I, I try to stay active, you know. Yeah, I don't like to be stagnant, but yeah. Uh, it's fun, it's fun stuff.
0: Well, with that, we'd like to thank you for coming on the show. Thank
1: you, thank you. Congratulations, to, well, good luck at X, I should say. Congratulations, congratulations
0: on, on getting the scholarship. And I know it's a hard thing to do once you get to Holland College and then jumping up a lead. Right.
1: As and you said last year, too. <laughs> yeah. You, you've <laughs> done it.
0: Too. So, congratulations to yourself. And, uh, Grant, I'll get you to tell people where they can find us.
1: Well, you can find us on Instagram. At, Waterboy, at the official Waterboys podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. And we just launched our media page, waterboys underscore media on Instagram, where you can find live scores and updates. Yeah,
0: and before I know what you're going to do, I just want to say, if you guys want us to cover your sports, just let us know. Send us a DM or something, and we will come and cover their sports we just don't know exactly about everything that is happening on the island. We would like to come and see it, but we just need you to let us know mm-hmm. when it is, where it is, and we'll be there with our best effort to try and cover you guys' sports the best
1: of our abilities. We might have a new co hosts too. <laughs> someone goes down. You know. <laughs> someone goes down. Goes that down to is students. a football mentality. <laughs> Grant, send them out. Cue the music.